episode 146, Tenting, Biking, and Elder Hostel. Tent Stories, Serengeti Plain, on the Maasai Mara in Kenya. Elephants walk right past my tent. I never woke. Everybody else in camp did. I saw the tracks the following morning. Prince Rupert, British Columbia. A bike thief set on stealing our bike, stumbled over our tent guy wires. I woke and lunged out of our tent at a fleeting runner. I missed, but he never came back. Gunside Mountain, Alaska. A car pulled in late at night and did not set up camp. A young guy sat in the car as he continued to idle. I stole out of the tent with my pistol and sat where I had a good view until he left. Hanalea Beach on Kauai Island in Hawaii. We had a new tent and were the only campers for six days on this beach where South Pacific was filmed. Our kids were nine and six years old. It was paradise. This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. A couple of days ago, some retired friends stopped by our house. They do a lot of traveling. They had just been camping out for three weeks in a tent. The following morning, they raved about our beds. Our friends, Rube and Ellie, are nearly 80 years of age. Ellie's sister, Betty, is 84. Rube is a watercolorist, and they just completed a workshop in Coopville, Washington, a small town south of us. They are on their way to Vancouver, B.C. They left Ruidoso, New Mexico three weeks ago. They stayed in tents the entire trip. When I asked them how it was going, the response was, We've been having a blast! Ruben Ellie have cots they sleep on. Betty uses a pad on the ground. They cook their own meals and carry yard chairs to sit on while they play Scrabble around the campfire. They try to stay in state or county parks, and if possible, where there are showers. Up at dawn and go to bed when it gets dark, Betty says. You could have a lantern and read after dark, but we just go to sleep. They didn't mention any negatives about tent camping. It reminds me of another acquaintance I have who is in her mid-70s and tent camps wherever she goes. She even goes in the winter. I love to wake up in the morning with snow all over the ground, she says. It's just so quiet and beautiful. Sometimes she camps alone. We have something else in common with our friends. They are bikers. Betty, age 84, just completed a 300-mile ride across Michigan in six days. I do it every year, she says. Are you the oldest one, I ask? Well, I remember when I wasn't, but I am now, she laughingly replied. Then we launched into stories about other great bike rides they had done. They had biked down the Danube for two weeks. It was an elder hostel trip and just fantastic. Germany, Austria, the river and beautiful bike trails. Elder hostel even furnished the bikes. They haul your stuff in a sag wagon. 
your bikes are free. And in the evening, everything is right there in their room. You get together every evening, eat, talk about the day's adventures, and go to bed happy, they said. They went on. Then there is the big ride in Australia. 2,500 people, maybe 500 outsiders and 2,000 Australians. Once again, everything is carried for you. They have a cook tent, bar, and everything else. They stop at every pub, Rube adds. Seems like there are about a hundred bikes around each one, no matter what time of day it is. He said, we've done that ride twice. We've biked in the Caribbean five times, Ellie offered. You only unpack once. Every day you bike a different island. They always stop for lunch where you can interact with local people, eat, bike, or snorkel, and then take part in all the luxury of shipboard stuff, great food and entertainment. They have left from Puerto Rico four times and once from New York City. These are all very affordable, Ellie said. We figure if we can go for $100 a day, that's a good deal. They feed you well. You'd never go away from an elder hostel hungry, and I've done 30 of them, added Betty. One of the best biking stories was one about biking in McKinley in 1956. They used three-speed bikes from Sears and Roebuck. They put them on the train in Fairbanks and then biked into the park. It rained so hard that the bridges all washed out. The road was gravel, and they had to ford all the streams carrying their bikes. Hardly anyone was in the park. The following year, they took an old van on the train and drove it into the park. There were seven in the car. They had 17 flat tires. Those were the days when you took the tire off, patched the tube, and pumped it up again. They developed a flat tire routine that was perfect. Ellie went on. We found an old army barracks that was abandoned. They had left some old cots. They just had springs on them. We used them. Around midnight, I got up to go out to the outhouse and saw just the top of McKinley illuminated by the moon. We had been in the park for a week and had never even seen the mountain. It was always covered with clouds. I woke everyone. The clouds continued to part, and the entire mountain was lit up. Then perhaps 10,000 caribou came into view. It was just an amazing sight. Rube walked down and mixed right into the herd with no problem. Quite a night, she said. Tenting, biking, elder hostling. The stories they produce are invaluable. This is Retirement Talk.